0: have accessed, entry 1029.AC1616. Certificate number 27324. Ramtha. Well, if I have an immortal gene, how come I'm not immortal? Why in the is it still there? You can edit that out if you wish.
1: Gotcha.
0: Or you can leave it in according to the maturity of the audience. <laughs> I'm certain I have said nothing new under the sun, Horatio. Remtha, Ramtha. Am I saying that right? Yes. Well, the, how would the Australians say it? Uh, hard to say. Upside down. B- Athmar. Th- rimtha. Rim- rim, rim, rimtha. Rim, rimtha. Rimtha. Is Rimtha, feller. <laughs> <laughs> they don't say feller. What are no, they, they don't. What are they, uh, bloke. Uh, bloke. Yeah. Uh, we're a science based podcast. Hundred percent. I mean, without science, how would we even get it onto computers? Right, let alone onto platinum discs. If you're not a science-based podcast, how are you actually releasing it? Are you just like thinking about the 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 boring conversation really hard?
1: Well, see, now you're 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 getting at the heart of the question here because there's science and then there's science. Am I right?
0: What would you say is the difference between science and science?
1: Well, how? I, I usually you do the math podcasts. Um, not because you know math any better than I do, but because you are so much better at BSing about math than I am. What? Is this <laughs> going to be a math show? I didn't see that coming. Yeah, it's a little bit of a math show uh, because uh, it involves quite a bit of, um, at least in the introductory stages,
0: quite a bit of quantum math. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: buckle yourselves in, everybody. John's
1: you, doing quantum math. <laughs> you, uh, you you, you feel pretty strongly about Quantum math, right? You feel like... Oh, boy. I mean, right? Like you've seen the t-shirts I have, right? <laughs> uh, well, quantum uh, theory introduced, as 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 all of our listeners know, surely the, the listeners who are listening to the show through a quantum engine, um, quantum math introduced a lot of confusion into physics and math.
0: A lot of the ground rules seem to no longer apply at certain... Very small scales,
1: right? And uh, and a lot of the um, the mathematicians and scientists that were in the early vanguard of quantum theory went mad. Uh, they were also they were also, I think, uh, confused or or intrigued by um, by the implications of their own study and their own findings, and a lot of them dabbled in. Uh, kind of metaphysical explanations, f- or 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 the um the suggestion that quantum theory reverberated outside of mathematics. This is part part of a, a unified theory of the universe that that it's a it's almost a, it almost tread into the world of comparative religion. Right. It's it it it, it seems to have what. A- spiritual import yeah all of the all of the schrodinger uh you know heisenberg einstein they all were inspired by the kind of the uncertainty of of quantum theory and also the the sense that observation changed the nature of 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 the physics that it might there were suggestions that that um that each of them in their way kind of explored does this is this is there evidence for this other places does this suggest something spiritual does it suggest something metaphysical is god a super string right uh do did the did the Hindus know something did the Buddhists know something that—because um, there's a lot of
0: overlap. I guess in the time period, that would have been a very— appe- you know, Eastern religion is first making its way to Western intellectuals. Right, and and Eastern religion,
1: you know, has all this kind of uh, appealing in uncertainty. You know, it isn't-
0: a, a Zen koan is both true and not true at the same time. You can see how that would have resonances with the quantum realm. And in a lot of cases, it was the—you
1: uh, know, Eastern religions— uh, the ideas being translated into English or into Western languages, you know, word choice ended up overlap. You know, in a lot of cases, it was just a sort of accident of language that the uncertainty, uh, the you know, the the blessed uncertainty implied in in a religious belief <laughs> and the mathematical uncertainty would share you know, some commonality in language. And so it would appear to indicate, or, you know, you could mistake that for meaning, or you could mistake that for evidence that
0: the religion foresaw the ambiguity in the math. Is there, what are we talking about here? Just the general sense that, you know, the building blocks of the universe are not what we thought they were, then opens that up to all kinds of interpretations as to what the what what the what the meaning of life might be the universe is not what we think it is well primarily what it it
1: the the form it took and then the way that that form morphed um into what we now think of as present-day new age was the idea that the observer played a role in determining the nature of reality like it you know within within quantum theory it's the 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 observer plays a role the ob- sure.
0: and the it, act of actually seeing a a certain kind of microscopic reaction changes the nature of changes it changes its outcome right. right a photon is a wave or a particle depending on how you look at it.
1: and the i think the the early descriptions of it the um it wasn't clear and it was only later kind of and and it still still isn't clear whether the observer is a consciousness or needs to be a consciousness. You know, the to when when the mathematics describes an observer, it isn't necessarily implied that that observer is a person.
0: If I make my Roomba release the radioactive isotope that kills Schrodinger's cat, when does the waveform collapse? Yeah, it's when, a, when the Roomba does it, or when I ch- when I open the box. And this is still, you know, there are there are people on both
1: sides of this issue, or on all sides of it. The the multiplicity, the an infinite number of sides of this issue. Uh, the whether the question of whether or not an observer is an observer in in scare quotes or an observer, but in the early in the early years of trying to discern exactly what an observer
0: was, who an observer was if you if you explode that thinking it does privilege consciousness in a way that our mechanistic idea of neurology does not it does and it suggests that you as the observer have the power to make
1: or remake reality because if your participation in the you know the constituency of the of the elements if you're a
0: if you're a necessary part of if it. If I can make light a wave or a particle, what can't I? What do? can't I do? That's right. So and th- this would sell a million self help books, obviously. And and it, it ultimately
1: became the groundwork, or the you know the ground, uh, the the foundation of of what we think of now as quantum philosophy, and what quantum energy or quantum uh, uh, a. Um, a misreading or a, or a selective reading
0: simplification,
1: I guess, of quantum thinking is behind Deepak Chopra. It's um, that's interesting. I
0: never would have made that link. Yeah, I would have. I would have thought that those appeal to people who have little to no interest in uh, particle physics.
1: No, the the beauty of of contemporary New Age is that it has, uh, it has so much backstory that's related to this. This untethering of mathematics and physics from the world of test tubes into the world of theoretical math, and then, you know, like like anything in our modern culture that that um, initially felt like a liberation, and, and I, in that I include uh, the you know relativity, social relativity, like if if all um, if everyone is capable of creating their own reality. And if your truth and my truth are on equal footing, at, at initially that feels like kind of a liberation from a, from a uh, imposed monolithic right. culture or truth. It's validating. But then it can also very quickly be misused to make, you know, false equivalencies and ultimately like as many truths as there are people in the world.
0: So it's not uncommon for this for these new age movements to know how to leverage the vocabulary of of 20th century scientific revolution.
1: Not even, not only just uh, leverage the vocabulary, but in fact um, enlists in the you know in the 1960s um, enlist actual physicists in kind of uh, surveying documents and and making. Uh, making assessments of the kind of wiggle, this wiggle space. So in 1975, a book called The Tao of Physics was Mm. published to great acclaim, uh, you know, an amazingly popular book, actually written by a physicist, Fritjof Capra. And Capra actually took the the, uh, manuscript to Heisenberg, read it to him, Explained his thinking and got Heisenberg to kind of uh, sign off on it. Sign
0: off on the physics behind it. Do you think it? Do you think the book changed when Heisenberg looked at it? Hmm. Interesting. That's, well, what, I, that's what I'd worry about if I sent him a review copy. I feel
1: like I feel like the book changes when all of us, any of us, look at it. That's not true. Yeah. you can't walk through a river the same river twice. You know. But this popularization of of uh, quantum mechanics uh it's you know it's taken a, a myriad f- of forms because everybody's trying to to grok it right i mean e- any lay mathematician or a person with an interest in physics is trying to understand it lends
0: now. currency to whatever your beliefs are if the secret of the if the current secret scientific secret of the universe is uh, has relevancy to it yeah that, or supports it
1: but it it really set off the, you know, it was the instigating charge behind the idea, ultimately, that you could make your own reality. That your participation in um, in reality was shaping. And from that, all of the kind of New Age doctrines that your health is determined by your attitude, that... You can manifest things in your own life or future, the power of positive thinking.
0: All of these have a quantum uh, underpinning. It all seems very suspicious to me. It it, it seems adjacent to the idea that, you know, people deserve all the bad things that happen to them. Because, you know, if, if something good hasn't manifested itself in my life, well, clearly I must have just been deficient in thinking about it enough? Why, why haven't I been thinking about winning the lottery enough? Well, and that is some of, you know, a lot of the overlap,
1: as you're saying, the, the, um, the way Eastern religion was kind of, uh, like, beginning to permeate Western culture and thinking in the 1960s. There was all this karmic overlap. Is karma just
0: a way of describing quantum uncertainty? The funny thing is, all this is very foreign to actual practitioners of Eastern religion. They would be surprised at the idea. Like self-help is kind of antithetical to a lot of these religions, which really are are all about just kind of embracing the universe as it arrives. But but again, it's it's often a translation
1: problem hmm. because as you take these ideas and translate them th- through a couple of different it's languages, a game of telephone, yeah, and you're and now you're you're using uh, you're using language that's that's appropriated, reappropriated, sent back. And you're trying to get
0: confirmation. Some of it may actually be malicious, too. You know, you see the way um, Judeo, you know, Judeo-Christian teachings can be leveraged by many different groups to, to kind of suspect ends today. It's, uh, you know, if, if, you can, if you can twist scripture to support your lifestyle or your ideology, you'll do it. I think it's very,
1: it's very common and I think tempting for people uh, like us who
0: all, actually know all the facts. I have them on my computer in front of me right now.
1: (laughs) To, you know, naturally be suspicious of the whole whole movement as as one that is, if not malicious, then uh, is a for-profit enterprise. Mm -hmm. But you can see in the struggle, in both the struggle to understand what is kind of a, a very difficult set of ideas, even for people who work in pure math to understand and describe, and... This with the powerful admixture of all these new religions and new ideas and a kind of cultural movement toward identity and um, and a belief that we were in a post religious world that a lot of people of goodwill and good faith could get uh, swept up in this kind of unified theory, not just a unified theory of, of physics, of quarks, but a unified theory of life.
0: It turned out there's a reason why humans on five or six different continents all evolved religious principles, in many cases kind of similar ones, or at least similar bedrock ones, and then you you can't just take that away from people. They need something else or something similar.
1: And And... And there, there was a, a lot of hope, I think, and a, and a profound hope that these, um, that this was reciprocal. That that you could, with enough people gathered together in symbiotic prayer, that you could actually end war, change the nature of
0: the world. It's and empowering. It's very for empowering. counterculture, for young counterculture types. Right. You know, if we just sing the right song. If we just sing "Imagine," we can end the pandemic. Yeah,
1: we're going to vibrate the spheres at a certain amplitude and um, and and remake some of the or 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 repair some of the broken fibers.
0: It seems to be related to just the complexification of the modernity, where it seems like many of the old remedies also don't work. So you might need a new one. Like, what if everyone can pray to the snake god at the same time?
1: And also, what if we now can convert the scientists? These you know, these bomb makers, right? I mean, a lot of these these same scientists were part of a Manhattan Project world. They're, that, they're,
0: they're quoting the Bhagavad Gita as they're, <laughs> as they're blowing stuff up. <laughs>
1: right. And a lot of them had had uh, the scientists themselves, you know, are, are what we think of as those mid-20th century giants. Um, they had a, a tremendous conflict and interest in, in Eastern religion. Mm-hmm. But by the... Late 60s, this had kind of fragmented into, you know, already the protoplasm, the ectoplasm, if you if you will, to, to harken back to the 19th century version of this sort of universe of mediums. Or the 80s version. You could be talking about Slimer. Well, and when we'll get to that, because that's all part of the story. We're going to get to Slimer? We're going to – well, you can reintroduce Slimer into the conversation.
0: You can pretty much – you can always reintroduce Slimer. He's always welcome. But in casting
1: about, um, once you introduce the idea that your thoughts, your participation, changes the nature of reality, you quickly enter into a uh, into a boundless world where anything is possible. And in fact, that's a, a catchphrase, right? Anything is possible. That's what people like about it. It's what people like, and it's and and so it does attract a lot of. Uh, culpable people and also a lot of scam artists and all the people in the middle who, um, you know, there's a lot of, there are a lot of, uh, charlatans, but then also a lot of people that are, uh, having
0: authentic religious experience. And it's a continuum. It's not like there's two kinds of people. Like if you ask people in any religion, Hey, are you one of the, um, are you one of the ones on the take or are you one of the, uh, I was about to say chickens, but that's not the word for somebody who's fallen for a con. What's do you have carny slang for somebody who's uh um,
1: Yeah, they're a, um, a, a mark, I guess. A mark, right. A cuck. <laughs> <laughs> <I don't laughs> that's think what they, you're looking for. I don't think they say cuck.
0: <laughs> but that's just not how religion works. Like everybody thinks they're acting in good faith. It's just a matter of um, you know, how how much that happens to be reinforcing your your bottom line or your own interests or your own insecurities or you know, there's lots of reasons why people fall back on belief. Yeah, there are.
1: And, and, um, but, but they're not always, they're not always just personal, right? People are often looking for, um, a, a, a greater purpose, right? A, a feeling of, of connectedness, um, like a, a well, the the other power of religion, right, which is civilization building. Um, one of the f- first iterations of this particular kind of, um, like, I, I guess what you would call a a, a new medium or a um, a metaphysician that connects with. With uh, like a, a, a the greater
0: unseen world, by, Is, by medium, do you mean a, an actual medium, or like do you mean like a medium sing- like something in a test tube, or no, <laughs> I mean like a person running a séance, or did you mean a singular, the singular of media? No, it would be I, funny if the new media here were actually more than one medium.
1: Uh, it, the new media here are uh, are are more than one medium and the, the 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 first one to kind of set this new version of the séance uh the the contact with with other worlds the vic- know, the, the Victorian era spiritualists. yeah the spiritualists and you know the spiritualist church is still there are still a 100 different spiritualist churches mm-hmm. in the United States but spiritualism in the 19th century was mostly uh, interested in contacting the recently dead, yes. you know, your lost, your lost child. Um, there wasn't a ton of contact with, uh, Egyptian pharaohs within the spiritualist movement. It was much more. That's why it failed. That's right. They, they weren't, they weren't Every, reaching far back enough. Everybody was just
0: like, where did you bury the, the, uh, municipal bonds? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and nobody had questions about Cleopatra.
1: In the early 1960s, a woman by the name of uh, Jane Roberts, who had had a difficult childhood. She was a very intelligent uh, woman who, you know, was living in upstate New York where so many of these things seemed to begin. We keep coming back to that. <laughs> upstate New York. There really is something in the water.
0: But none of them have challenged the Mormons, I got to say. Still the most successful um, sect of upstate New York. That's right. Well, the secret is get out of upstate New York, right? The Mormons had the right
1: idea. The Oneida people should have left. They started those wagon trains and, and
0: everybody else is, is stuck there. If there had been Oneida pioneers, just think how different the world would be. You'd have silverware missionaries knocking on your door. That's right. Oh, my God. So much better. You know, I only have five forks. Th- that's what they would ask. Yeah. Sir, do you have a full set of...
1: How many forks do you have? I have like 30 spoons and five forks. And I run out of fork Every week I run out of forks.
0: Would you like a short message about how you can be with your dinnerware forever?
1: <laughs> so Jane Roberts um, was sitting with her husband and they were playing with a Ouija board, uh, which was very much in the, in the fashion of the time, um, you know, a kind of a parlor game.
0: Yeah. It had a lot of broad acceptance. Like Parker brothers started making Ouija boards or something. You know, Mm -hmm. it was really just a a thing you'd have plastic thing you'd have in the American game closet. Um, and they
1: were, you know, kind of goofing around and, um, and you know, having a good time with it. And she and her husband, both her husband, Walt were both, um, very secular thinkers. They were, they, uh, I think had she'd grown up religious, but she'd become a kind of, um, you know, mid-century science-based writer. She was a poet and a writer, and and um, what we would think of as a as a very sensible person,
0: educated, sophisticated. That's right.
1: Um, she was. Uh, she sat down to write some poetry. I guess this is this is pre-ouija board. She was just having a having a normal day and suddenly pow just a, a, a lightning bolt hit her and she was overwhelmed with a uh, with kind of all these new messages this um, this like uh, enormous presence in her mind mm. that she started to um, she started to you know, collect in at, because she's a writer. She's literally sitting there at the typewriter. She starts to, to uh, p- put the messages down on a piece of paper. She said, she said it was uh, it was like a feeling that, uh, that the, the, her life up until that point, all of physical reality just was a piece of tissue paper. And this whole new reality rushed in just tearing apart the fabric of, and it wasn't an unpleasant experience. And she, was she felt like she was dictate? She was taking dictation.
0: This is exactly what happened to the um, the automatic writer at the heart of the Chicago UFO cult of the fifties that we were looking at earlier. That's she, right. She suddenly felt like she had a flood of information coming from beyond herself. And really, it's a similar uh, time period, right?
1: Well, the, the Chicago writer was uh, early fifties, early mid fifties. So, I guess. so this is early sixties. She began to write all this down, and it was. Um, kind of quickly revealed that it was coming through a, a a male personality
0: who the thoughts are coming. She feels like someone is talking to her.
1: Someone is talking to her. It's a, it's a, a male and ultimately sort of revealed to be a person by the name of Seth. And Seth is, um, is, you know, has chosen her as the portal for his, for his great wisdom um, and the experience, uh, and, and you know, and it's a, it's a, it's a very literate hodgepodge of comparative religion and and uh, metaphysics and a lot of sort of the the loosey goosey quantum thinking. Oh, Sh- Seth has thoughts about the universe. Sh- Seth has got a lot of thoughts about the universe. And she, uh, to her credit, maintained a certain amount of skepticism about what Seth was. She did not. Uh, she didn't sit on a on a giant cushion and use a fake Fre-
0: French accent to channel Seth. She, she's also like, "What's going on here?" She's because she's, she, that is what I would think if a mysterious male voice began to reveal truths to me. Well, I mean, you started a podcast with him. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's very easy to... Have you ever been in this situation, just as a creative person, of kind of feeling like you had a flow of ideas coming from outside yourself? You you didn't start a religion about it because you were aware, well, this is an untapped part of me.
1: Yeah, or, I mean, I think every songwriter feels... has the experience at some point or another of feeling like a song uh, arrives fully formed or, or a song arrives where you basically are just taking dictation and you, you get to the end and you go, wow, if I, you know, I just wrote one of my best songs in 10 minutes. Why am I not able to, uh, do that all the time? But, but it's never felt to me like I was seized by someone named Seth.
0: It's very specific. And it's certainly the fact that you're Literally hearing voices makes me think about the kind of diagnosis that you would give to somebody who I mean these things must be schizophrenia adjacent well, you wonder in the case of the unconscious mind in
1: the case of and i, I we typically are very skeptical on this program, but I
0: feel as the sure as the, assuming Seth doesn't exist
1: yeah m- m- through through the through the rest of this episode i'm going to keep a healthy um a healthy skepticism, but also some optimism about whether or not Seth really did appear that's one, uh, in that's Jane's one, mind. That's one possibility. That's one possibility. I think that, I mean, the schizophrenia also is a spectrum. Sure. And um, I don't—you you don't get the sense that Seth was telling uh, Jane Roberts to leave the burner on and—or uh, to wear funny clothes. He was— Um. He had a lot of thoughts about ESP and clairvoyance. I mean, it was it was a lot of this.
0: The wonder if that stuff she was already interested in or not. You know? it, it, it it doesn't seem so. That would be I, very suggestive if suddenly he's bringing to her new interests. That's she, something that your, your unconscious mind probably wouldn't do. She had a very uh, difficult,
1: impoverished childhood with a lot of religion in it. Uh, you know, kind of ever shifting religion, Catholicism. Uh, a uh, an abusive mother so she had made it through all of that and was a healthy well adjusted young woman at at the time that this all began to happen um so who knows i mean wh- whenever we whenever someone has an extreme experience we're always very quick to look back at their childhood and try to uh you know assign sure uh
0: the, here's the trauma that
1: yeah, has produced, produced Seth. It. um but she did not really uh, use Seth and her channeling of Seth as a way of uh, of becoming a uh, a cult leader or or really in a lot of ways even profiting. Like she would give seminars for free um, over the course of the rest of her life. She lived into the eighties. Uh, she had, you know she she had sessions for thousands of people. I mean, in, in small
0: groups, I would call them shins. Do you think that would she help? Had she hard, had sessions. 20- she had 20, hard to say, but fun, fun to put on a flyer. You know, Seth, Seth did give her advice.
1: Like at one point he, um, suggested a new arrangement for their living room furniture. Is that true? Yeah. Well That's very helpful. But she, she dictated or she, she wrote
0: and published many, many volumes of Seth's, um, Wisdom to, to the Victorians, he would have been a dead person speaking to her. Is, is there any sense of what Seth's identity is, or or is he just a an astral, an astral being of unspecified origin? Um, Seth was. Seth answered this question. That's one of the first things I would ask him, even before he started telling me my chairs are are uh, set up wrong. Seth, um,
1: Seth described himself as an energy personality essence.
0: No longer focused in physical matter. It does kind of imply I'm a dead person, but it uses kind of the la- a sciency sounding language to get it across. There's a thing in 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 kind of all religion where the the prophet
1: or the godhead eventually just sort of either ascends um, on the back of a of a human faced horse, or or you know up out from behind a rock, giant swan, um, or just diffuses into pure, pure matter, pure energy. pure energy, pure energy, Um, and so Seth at some point just became pure energy and I, I, he didn't have a, as far as I know, didn't like break down a whole backstory where he was a shepherd boy and, and, um, and eventually like showed up in this, uh, suburban New York drawing room. It's better to be vague, maybe. But she published many, many books and never claimed authorship. She mm. just claimed to be the uh, to transcribe them, and they were all credited to Seth. Now I'm sure it, when the publisher sent out the royalty checks, uh, the <laughs> royalty checks probably said you Seth in care of. You can't
0: send a check to an
1: energy personality <laughs> essence like they don't have an account. But she, you know, she did not seem to be uh, self-aggrandizing. Uh, but this was an era, right, where there were this was um, uh, the whole universe we've described many, many times of the late '60s, early '70s, where really anything—it was anything—could happen. Decade, um, and you—you you cannot help but feel that that Seth um, inspired subsequent experiences and a and a revitalization of the. Sort of channeling medium culture of the 19th century, but now focused not on your dead next-door neighbor or someone who's clopping a shoe three times uh, like a horse to answer questions. Or you although know. that is a good way to answer questions, <laughs> Ken, how uh, how far are you from finishing
0: next week's show? Let's listen. Oh, looks like I'm three hours away. Oh, that's pretty exciting.
1: Boy, Ken, I was thinking the other day that waiting months to hire the right person is just like trying to get a video to load on 3G. I deserve
0: better. That's a timely (laughs) reference, John. (laughs) (laughs) There's a way you can upgrade your hiring speed, just, you know, like you could upgrade your device to get faster downloads. Right. I would upgrade your hiring speed by using Indeed's Instant Match. You know, I spend a lot of time just hoping my perfect candidate will find me,
1: but I'm beginning to realize that Indeed's hiring tools could help me cut through the noise to
0: hire faster and smarter. Yeah, Indeed Instant Match will immediately deliver quality candidates... Uh, whose resumes on Indeed will fit your job description. You know, 90% of
1: employers get quality candidates from Indeed's resume database
0: as soon as they sponsor a job post. TalentNest Talent says that Indeed delivers four times more hires than all other job sites combined. Well, let us recommend that you join
1: more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast.
0: If you are hiring... Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit at indeed.com slash omnibus to help you upgrade your post. Get a $75 credit. That's a $75 credit.
1: Those are American dollars too, not Australian dollars at indeed.com
0: slash omnibus indeed.com slash omnibus offer valid through September 30th terms and conditions apply. So that brings us to the origin
1: story of, uh, of today's featured media to today's featured ectoplasmic um, space
0: friend. You get two media for the price of one.
1: Uh, let's set the wayback machine back to the immediate aftermath of, um, of world war two. What we, what we can, I think all agree is actual mid century United States, America.
0: It's core Eisenhower America.
1: This is Core Eisenhower America, and it is in a. Uh, our story starts in a place no less magical than Roswell, New Mexico. Well, Ros- <laughs> Roswell, New Mexico, in 1946. So a full year isn't that, before, isn't that right around the alien? Yeah, actually? a year before the UFO arrives in the form of a weather balloon in Roswell. Wink, wink. A <laughs> hey, uh, uh, so Judy Hampton born in Roswell in 46, uh, she was, you know, born into a large family and not, uh, not a wealthy family. And she lived a kind of typical sort of boomer life of, of searching. And, um, she had a couple of kids with her first husband, um, uh, who was an alcoholic. She tried to Uh, be a a business person. She went to business school, dropped out. She dabbled in cable TV. She, uh, yeah, as I did that during college too, as is true of a lot of people when they don't know, uh, when they don't know what to do with their lives, she moved to Tacoma.
0: Oh, that's always a mistake.
1: Yeah. And at some point along the way, uh, in, in the mid seventies, there was a, one of these sort of new age fads was, the idea, and I think you probably remember this from watching Time Life television shows, the idea that it, that the pyramids, the shape of the pyramid um, actually is an energy channeling yes. full of Full of power, that geometry. That's right. The And Pyramid Power was actually a book uh, and then a fad. And I think there are still people in New Mexico who are sleeping under giant copper pyramids as a way of
0: of um, improving their health and make them feel sexy. The main thing about the pyramids is not that they're triangles, it's that they're huge. If Napoleon had seen a bunch of little triangles, he wouldn't be like, you know, like (laughs) if you're just making little pyramids, whatever the power is, I think you're not getting it. Well, it's, uh, there's a whole school of thought,
1: Ken, called pyramidology, um, which is, because then, as we, I don't hold with it. As we started to realize that there were all these Mesoamerican pyramids, and um, big Southeast Asian pyramids, big. Andean pyramids. Uh, that that they're again as part of this like universal theory world of thinking.
0: Um, all the pyramids can't just have been; they can't, they're, they're not all pyramids for, for no reason. Isn't it just because it's Can. much harder to build things that are wider on top? If you're building something, it's always easier for it to get narrower as you go up.
1: I mean, generally, I find that if you take anything and drop it on the ground through a single aperture, mm. it will
0: form a pyramid, that's except true. for water. Water won't do it, but even maple syrup will. And if you drop a, something that's, that's got a wide end and an arrow end, it will fall on the wide end. That's just how, nature wants to be pointy on top.
1: But nature does want to be pointy on top. We're back to the Grand Tetons. Anyway, uh, Jay-Z Knight was, uh, I'm sorry, Judith Hampton. Who Oops, spoilers had, who had over uh, over the course of her life she married i think five times at least she may have had subsequent marriages from the fifth one where where she became jay z
0: knight oh i see knight is a is a married knight name. is a married name
1: uh they were she and her husband at the time at mid seventies were playing with uh pyramid power and they had built a lot of little pyramids um in their home, little paper pyramids can't and, hurt, I guess. Yeah, little pyramids Unless out you of fall on them, straws, and poke or, yourself, or uh, you know, c- kind of like you would do in a in a 100 level architecture class, just building pyramids out of out of Elmer's glue and and toothpicks, or, or making them out of drinking straws for your for your egg drop, mm-hmm. for your egg drop. Thank you. That's the real pyramid power. <laughs> it keeps the egg from breaking when you toss it off the gym. Um, and so there were a bunch of pyramids lying around on the kitchen table, and uh, and the next morning, uh, Judy's, you know, goofing around, and she picks up one of the pyramids that they'd built and puts it on her head like a hat. Whoa. Crazy pyramid hat. Just a sudden impulse? She seems like a, a fun, wacky She's gal. She's a nut, and she put on this nutty hat. And again, like the fabric of the universe, uh, as though it were just tissue paper— a mad rush of new information poured in, but in this case, the um, the new entity announced themselves right away as Ramtha. Hello, I am Ramtha. It's or, po- polite, not or, like Seth. Or in Ramtha's case, Ramtha speaks <clears throat> with a little bit of a... A little bit of an accent. Has Ramtha been talking to you as well? Well, no, but I've I've watched some of Ramtha's talks, mm-hmm. uh, and Ramtha talks uh, with a little bit of a like a mm, I'm not going to say like Apu from Ooh. the Simpsons, but close. Little Eastern, a little Eastern,
0: a little bit of from the Baby. Raj. Uh, And if if you want to try it, I will not cancel you because you're doing an impression of somebody doing doing an an impression
1: of Ramtha. I no, I I think I think you can all imagine. But also, anyone listening to this show probably has access to media and the ability to go listen to Ramtha.
0: You assume that the future Ramtha
1: is now um, maybe the state religion of of future Earth. Maybe the state religion of the area between Tacoma and Olympia, Washington, and Roswell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. But Ramtha said, uh, Hello? <laughs> Is it a Is mere looking, me looking foe? Uh, no, Ramtha said that he wa- announced um, that he was here. And his first words to her were, I'm here to help you over the ditch. That's nice. That's yeah. a nice thing to hear. And she was in the kitchen. So I don't, I'm not sure. And I think she's probably speculated what the ditch was.
0: Presumably it's a metaphorical A ditch. metaphorical
1: ditch. Uh, but Ramtha began to impart to her, uh, you know, a, a flood of insight and information about the, the workings of the world. And a lot of it taking the form of this sort of um, quantum philosophical... Quasi scientific, quasi scientific. Like here is here are here is the the truth that undergirds the truth, the mechanism that makes the universe work. That's right. And you ultimately, and the and the 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 four main tenets of Ramtha. The first one is that you are God. Me, Ken Jennings. You, Ken Jennings, are God. This God. This philosophy is incredible. I love it already. God is you. God is in you and in me. I
0: don't see why it appeals to other people. But.
1: God, oh, I also am God. Oh, I see. And this is the problem, right? I mean, if we're all God, I mean, the first thing I would do if I were God was to prohibit
0: you from being God. I would also stop listening to Ramtha if I were God. Right. Exactly. I don't, I don't need this guy anymore. I now I am God. No, I am God. Now I am God. Uh, but
1: but but you are god and so you are a, a making being there is no you you don't need to worship you just need to find mm-hmm. um the second thing is uh we need to make the known unknown uh, we make uh, no. Wait a minute.
0: It's got to be the other way. It's around. the other way
1: around. We need to make. This terrible. Well, it's the it was the syntax. You need need to make known ah, the unknown. I see. You don't need to make the known unknown. So, they, Although, if I were God,
0: that's what I would do. I'd make it. Make so you, the known So, so unknown. it's a voyage of discovery and truth and wisdom.
1: Right. And also now, crucially, here we here we are. I mean, this is where Heisenberg is dancing on the head of a pin. Consciousness and energy create the nature of reality. Mm-hmm. So consciousness creates reality, and and there's the that's the thunderclap of of uh, of this brand of metaphysics, right? The, you can the, change things, and with, and with and with, with that, almost all subsequent New Age writers, um. Kind of, are you know, base their thinking around this notion?
0: Do you feel like this is fairly new, or is this like this evolved in a parallel sense in lots of New Age thinkers at once? Um, I think it coalesced mm-hmm.
1: here in this uh, because the, in this kitchen there are so many of the uh, subsequent New Age writers that that credit this the, this initial kind of um, the. The inspiration that Judy Knight had in this kitchen with this paper triangle on her head, Um, it reverberates throughout all of New Age
0: writing and thinking. So, she popularizes the notion. That's fantastic. And she immediately began holding... uh, That's only three tenets, I think.
1: Oh, and then the fourth is conquer yourself.
0: Ah, I see.
1: That's a little Catholic. (laughs) Well... Sure, this is a synthesis, Ken,
0: of all of of the things. It's not the Buddhists weren't right about everything. No. I guess the the Buddhists also wanted to conquer themselves.
1: Well, and Ramtha is very dismissive of Christianity and organized religion and Buddhism. Ramtha's got a lot of strong feelings, as we'll discuss in a minute here. Um, But she started to—so and she changed her name at a certain point to uh, Judy Knight, and her middle— Name um is Zebra. What? So her wait, full, what? Her full name is Judy Zebra Knight or Jay Z Knight. And J, you know, Jay Z. She did the the classic pen name thing where she was like, "Well, maybe people won't take me seriously as a woman. Not that they won't take me seriously because I'm channeling a thirty thousand year old Lemurian god." But no, I.
0: She was Jay Z before Jay Z was Jay Z. Yeah, no. Jay-Z. Before before Beyonce ever had a Jay Z night. <laughs> there was already a Jay Z night, and I wish she could. I bet she wishes she could take some of those back. That's crazy. Z- zebra seems like an odd. Even if she wants to get to the Z, zebra seems like an odd. It seems like she could have um, maybe spent a little longer on that. Yeah, it's like a writer's room. Who's like, all right, zebra, let's
1: get lunch in. Judy Zebra night. There it is. I mean, you can't. Uh, who knows? Who knows what inspired her? And it may have been the conversation she was having with this, this uh, pre or this. Uh, what would you say? Like. It
0: is prehistoric, ice, ice
1: age uh, demigod. Well, let's
0: talk about that. What is the historical milieu of Ramtha?
1: Okay, so Ramtha, so she 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 starts doing uh, uh, encounters, happenings, having people in, but but she's not just taking dictation. Ramtha comes into her bodily, so she channels him, and she loses consciousness herself, or she loses herself. If, and If there's an audience, she could do it
0: on demand. Yeah, that is the implication.
1: Well, or you know, she can't like command Ramtha, but he seems to. I mean, if she's on the Oprah show, he he seems to want to show up. He's amenable. Up. He, he you know like Merv Griffin's like is Ramtha here, and
0: she's like, let me find out. Ding dong. It'd be a terrible show if he, if he wasn't. Hey, Ramtha, are you available? Bra. Hello. Think how disappointed Mike Douglas would be if Ramtha like just as yeah. in the shower. Yeah, something. that would be that would be super embarrassing. That would be the type of thing you'd say for the
1: Carson show, right? When the amazing <laughs> Randy was on there. Uh, so Ramtha t- takes over and in a voice that, I mean, again, I don't want to be too skeptical, but in a voice that sounds very much like if Judy Zebra Knight were just speaking a little bit deeper with a fake Indian accent, he directly imparts his Knowledge and wisdom to uh, to an assembled audience, whoever they are. And at first, I think it's you know it's um, a couple of dozen people in her living room. And gradually, she begins to kind of tour this act and and um, and am- uh, you know amasses quite a quite a uh, extensive following. She workshops it in a Tacoma and then yep. takes it on the road. Um, her er, some of the early people, I mean uh, Shirley McLean, very famously is. Uh, one of her early acolytes, Mike Farrell from the television show MASH. BJ Honeycutt? <laughs> I'm afraid so. He the, seems so down to earth. The actor Richard Chamberlain. Um, he
0: does not seem down to earth. Linda Evans. So she quickly gets show business connections, which I'm mm-hmm. sure helps. Now, interestingly... Was Shirley uh, MacLaine already kind of new agey before this? Or is this the origin of Shirley McLean discovering her past lives and so forth?
1: No, Shirley MacLaine had, had, uh, had kind of dabbled in... This throughout the sixties, she was an enormously popular actor of her time, an mm-hmm. Academy Award winner, and was you know caught up in the. She didn't
0: win the award yet. She won the award. Oh, like, she won in the award later. That's right. But but uh, but she had done
1: movies with all these Rat Pack guys, and
0: yeah, she her career started
1: in them. the mid fifties. Um, so she was she was already uh in this world and predisposed to it, and in fact, Shirley MacLaine also believed or or uh, put another way also new (laughs) uh, channels a ancient Lemurian warrior
0: who weirdly is Ramtha's brother. Holy crap. Shirley MacLaine. Like, I don't know how how the the population of ancient Lemuria, but the odds would seem to be staggeringly against that. Pretty astonishing.
1: And, uh, and uh, Shirley MacLaine has disavowed Jay-Z Knight. And hasn't associated with her in over 30 years. But continues to talk to the brother? I believe continues to have the brother (laughs) inhabit her. And I don't don't know if (laughs) he... Well, clearly the brother (laughs) is still legitimate, but I cannot vouch for... No, Daisy Knight's a real fraud. I don't know if you know this, but but Warren Beatty is Shirley MacLaine's little brother. Yes, she's Shirley Beatty. Which means... That Warren Beatty is like... Is
0: Ramtha's brother-in-law? Ramtha's brother-in-law. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> Can you imagine you go over to your... You go over to Super Bowl party at somebody's house or whatever, and like Warren Beatty is there? Because he's, <laughs> he's your brother-in-law? <laughs> oh, hey. Oh, hey. I uh, loved you in Hairspray. Another fun fact about Shirley MacLaine, once pushed in front of my kids at a buffet line. No kidding. But like pushed him out of the way. Well, more like I'm, I'm tired of waiting I see that the line is here, but I'm Shirley McLean.
1: Are you sure your kids weren't like taking too long picking a picking a bread bowl out? And she was just like, you know, there's a spot here. I'm
0: it's gonna possible she saw no, no, but it wasn't just like, oh, there's too many people are at the front end of the buffet. I'm going to sneak into the middle. I, I've I got to admit, I have done that. Sure, move. who hasn't? This was straight up. Um, I'm tired of waiting for food. I'm cutting in front of kids. Got to give it to, huh. got to give it to Shirley. MacLaine. Well, you know, she had she maybe
1: had a different voice in her head. <laughs> Rampha's brother going like, brr, brr,
0: Etiquette was presumably very different in Ice Age era Lemuria. Well, so, and I should explain what Ice Age era,
1: uh, era Lemuria is. Um, in the 19th century, there was posited uh, an idea, trying to solve a problem, which was, why are there lemurs, and I'm talking about uh, uh, fossil remains of giant lemurs, why are there lemurs in
0: Madagascar but not in India this is a, a problem that has never troubled me over much why 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 these lemurs and not those lemurs of all the problems of the 19th century slavery no labor protections they're worried about they're worried about lemur population lemur habitat
1: uh, the, the question is, why are there lemurs in India? Lemur fossils in India and in Madagascar, where there are still lemurs, but no ancient lemur fossils in Africa, oh, right next to Madagascar, to Madagascar, or the Middle East, which is in between India and Madagascar. So how are there giant lemurs hither and thither, but not but thus not, and such? But not yawn.
0: And he, this has not troubled me over much of that, I have to say.
1: Well, but you were not a
0: nineteenth-century uh, zoologist and geologist. Surely there were bigger problems to solve in the nineteenth century. There's still slavery and immigrant workers dying in factory fires.
1: Yes, but the but we're trying at this point in the mid-nineteenth century, using all of the all of the powers that God has given us, um, sailing around the world in in uh, creaky ships, trying to understand uh what it's all about and this was before the uh the the notion of continental drift before continental drift had entered into the scientific canon and now we understand oh well you know these animal populations are the continents were not always yeah they're not where they worthy. they aren't what they seem <laughs> But the proposal in in uh, in trying to explain this, um, the lemur problem, the we'll lemur call problem, the lemur gambit, a zoologist by the name of Philip Sklotter proposed an ancient continent, now subsumed beneath the ocean, an
0: Atlantis-style continent in the Indian Ocean, in the Indian Ocean, named Lemuria, because of course, because of all the of all the lemurs <laughs> who populated it and used it as a, as a kind of a causeway between their two favorite hangouts. Madagascar, Madagascar and, and India. In that so, and the lemurs, and I'm sure they were a mound building, uh, like culture. That would be a heck of a, I mean, that's a
1: long continent. It's a long continent. <laughs> uh, right. Well, but
0: they were, the, the lemurs must have been seafaring, uh,
1: lemurs also.
0: And it has humans if Rantha is, is hanging out there with his brother and presumably Warren Beatty. Well, so this
1: is the thing. 30,000 years ago, I mean, this is prehistory, um, there was i mean I, you and i have have done many episodes of this show on uh on various things suggesting that 30,000 years ago there was not a ton of like global uh culture sharing true um not there there weren't a lot of seafaring people that crossed the oceans or at least not that not that we've seen a ton of evidence for but but ramtha uh, claimed to be a, a great leader of his of his time, he led an enormous army, um, of uh, two and a half million Lemurians. That would be enormous. It was enormous, uh, especially since that uh, that greatly exceeds the entire world population estimated of of thirty thousand. Which
0: just ago. shows you what an inspiring military commander. Is. Well, that's the thing. He would have. Y- he was twice He's so good that he can.
1: His army is twice as big as the entire world's population. That's pretty good. He fought a uh, he fought an epic battle against the Atlanteans, who also shouldn't they be like in a different ocean? Well, do, do they have to cross Africa? Well, uh, Lemurian culture, we'll see later on. Uh, actually, also was in the area around Tacoma, Washington. Oh, interesting. So, Lemurian culture w- spanned the globe. Anyway, Ramtha was a great leader. He was, uh, at some point, although you know, although a great leader, like a lot of great leaders, was speared in battle, but didn't die, sat on a rock and thought about uh, the nature of life.
0: Uh, he's, he's not a guru yet. It's after his... That's right. It's after his retirement. He spends... Um, he after spends his honorable discharge from the Lemurian army.
1: I think he spends seven years... On this rock. Sitting on a rock. Thinking about stuff, whacking whacking the lemurs um, that are constantly poking <laughs> and prodding at him. Maybe when he when he talks about his army of two and a half
0: million <laughs> yeah, people,
1: exactly. like two uh, like a million and a half of those were lemurs.
0: All the not all the uh, enlisted are uh, are lemurs. Corporal Lemur, Corporal <laughs> Other Lemur, <laughs> and so forth. He um.
1: Oh, and this is the thing. He led this army for sixty three years um and then when he was in his late 50s stopped leading the army these these are some of the hilarious inconsistencies in Ramtha's story that have been compiled by later doubters he skeptics. St- he started very young he started he started uh several years before he was born leading the army but in his late 50s he sat down on the rock he thought about it for a long time and then at the end of his and his you know his army all dispersed they all became farmers and and great lovers at the end of his long meditation he he um he stood up and for 120 days taught all that he had learned in his time, in his rock sitting time, and then ascended in a flash of light directly to heaven, as we've as we've discussed, uh is the
0: I mean, that's basically de rigueur if you're going to be one of the gods. And whatever heaven is, it's an afterlife plane which from which he can communicate with uh with Jay-Z.
1: Right. And he Said very specifically as he left, I will be back to share even more. I'll be back with more stuff right after these messages. Don't go <laughs> away. I'll be in Tacoma. Uh, he said he'd be back. I'll be back. And uh, he didn't. So 120 days wasn't enough time, uh, but he would come back. And th- when he showed up under the paper pyramid in Jay-Z Knight's living room or kitchen, uh, this was his return. He had come back to share all he had learned. He sure skipped a lot of time. He did. And I. Un, it's unclear why after 30, 32,000 years, or I'm sorry, 31,977 <laughs> years, uh, that that he chose this moment and this, and I think it was the pyramid, basically. It like it, it nobody tapped had, into some... Nobody <laughs>
0: had made the right shape pyramid. Yet. Right, or put it on
1: their head. Jay-Z and I became a, a, a... What if Devo had... Uh had done instead had done of a circle. First, yeah. Oh, you know, maybe they, maybe bougie boy is also a Lemurian God. That would explain a lot. Uh, so Jay-Z Knight becomes a very popular and, uh, charismatic medium. Ramtha is giving these talks. She appears on the Mike Douglas show. She becomes a, um,
0: people are laughing at media her though. personality. People are laughing at her.
1: Well, the, a lot of people are laughing at her, but, um, as, as, as we've seen, uh, all religions have a certain number of people that are like, you know, what that sounds—that sounds actually pretty good. And most of the followers of Ramtha tend to be fairly well-educated, fairly politically liberal, um, you know, culturally attuned people. Ramtha does not appeal to uh, what we would it would think of as. As super gullible people, because because of this metaphysics, the new age thinking, the
0: belief—I mean, it's a—it is a complicated set of beliefs. It may also be a fact that Ramtha has reemerged in a country in which um, the you know uh, religious devotion now correlates with low levels of education and maybe socioeconomic success, unfortunately. Traditional
1: religion. Yeah.
0: Like the, the, what I'm saying is, you know, the more, the less educated or more conservative elements are perfectly happy with their religious situation and they are not seeking for ramp the seeking a new in the way that some dentist from, from uh, federal way might be. And, and the, you know, the, the doctrine that you are
1: God and that you can create your own reality with your, you know, with your uh, mind bullets, but also, Jay Z Knight is a strong female lead, um, and I think this is at a time when you could still speak in a in a slightly um, Hank Azaria accent, and people would not blanch at it.
0: Does the movement attract women because it's so rare to find a a female spiritual leader um, in nineteen seventies era America? I think it's a I think it's a, a pretty diverse cast
1: of people that show up. I mean it. it um, what she does, she ends up deciding that rather than do the the touring show, that she's going to build a campus for herself. And she goes, she finds... Smart, sp- like Celine Dion. That's right. But you don't have <laughs> to tour anymore. Right. That's right. You just do your show every night at the Bellagio. Um, She, I guess, found something really to love in the Tacoma area and went out to a little town in Washington, um, situated kind of... uh. Equidistant from Olympia and Tacoma, a town called Yelm. You've probably been to Yelm. I've never. I've been to Yelm many times. I've looked over the fence to Ramtha's School of Enlightenment many times.
0: <gasps> so what is what's the vibe? Is it is it just like her house, or is there like a campus?
1: No, it's an enormous campus. It's built in the style of a French chateau. Um, there, you know the the campus has a a, a huge kind of wall. All around it, it's forested. Yelm is largely forested environment. I mean, it's a town of seven or 8,000 people. Mm. And the School of Enlightenment... is the biggest employer. Well, yeah, I mean, there, there are 2,000 people there um, or living in the town who are, are associated with it. Mm. Uh, and she started doing big events. People could live there. Um, she started videotaping Ramtha's... Words, great, great, great seances, and Ramtha had stuff to say about everything. And Ramtha's, you know, it's
0: Ramtha no, well, knows a lot about some stuff. Ramtha also, you know, well, he's from thirty thousand year old Lemuria. He's he's going to have a hard time answering questions about like car maintenance.
1: Well, you, y- yes, and no. I mean, Ramtha often would do things like you know somebody would hand. Jay Z knight a pen and Ramtha would go. What is this thing? This whoa is crazy pen. I don't know why he's suddenly is he, is he, speaking Yiddish. Is he,
0: uh, he Tevya? <laughs> uh,
1: but then also Ramtha really knows a lot about you know media and oh, interesting magazines. He's, he's got
0: thoughts on uh, on the modern situation. He does. um And Ramtha uh, he, he also. You would have to, I guess. You know, you'd. If he stops saying things, people are going to stop coming to Yelm, and then how do you pay the rent on your chateau?
1: Yeah, Ramtha can't just, like, say, and that is my wisdom. Thank you. Ramtha, also very good at, at protecting uh, his own uh, um, intellectual property. A woman in Austria by the name of Julie Ravel uh, claimed that she was also channeling Ramtha. <gasps> Ramtha, you scamp. And um, and so she was sued uh, Ramtha couldn't appear in p- court, so Judy uh, Zebra Knight sued on his behalf, and uh, the court decided that Julie Ravel was not channeling Ramtha, and so had to pay eight hundred dollars in damages. Is that to- a finding of fact?
0: Like the, I wonder on what basis the court can decide.
1: <sighs> yeah, we- weird. There was another uh, a um, a woman in Thurston County, Washington, by the name of White Wind Weaver. Also was getting messages from Ramtha, also sued by Jay-Z Knight.
0: That could just be because she lived nearby, like the same way maybe you get your neighbor's um, Cinemax or stars. Well, it turns out you can channel his brother. I don't know why you would, you know, like there
1: are a lot of Ramtha associates you could be talking to. Anyway, so Jay-Z Knight built an, uh, an enormous empire and um, you don't get the sense that she's become a billionaire, from this sort of metaphysical,
0: she's got a nice chateau,
1: but it's in Yelm. She's got a ch- chateau, but it's in Yelm, and the people of Yelm are—I mean, Yelm is a
0: little Washington cow town. Is there an Antelope, Oregon thing going on where they're kind of they don't they don't like the. Uh, mystical interlopers you can spend a a day in yelm which
1: i've done several times and not be aware of ramtha's school of enlightenment although it's right there i mean it's right in the center of town basically it's behind a big wall and then there are a bunch
0: of trees and so it's not there's no there's no billboard until you put a pyramid on your head you you might not even sense it but you know there's a
1: it's yelm there's a pizza parlor there's a there's a Uh, there's a big box store. They have a nice water tower. Yelm is one of those towns where in order to get to the other side of Yelm, you have to go up to the main stoplight and turn left. Mm. So everybody that's going South has to wait at this freaking stoplight. And it didn't used to be a traffic jam. It was just a little town. You drive in, you turn left at the stoplight. But now it's like Winnebago's backed up. You have to, you know, it's 20 minutes to get through. Yelm Yelm. regrets
0: the, the right angle.
1: Right. And so, and they should have built a bypass around it a long time ago, but at the time, I bet they wanted people to come in and have lunch at the diner. Breezewood. So, uh, but Ramtha takes a lot of, Ramtha became a uh, powerful person in the local community of Thurston County. Ramtha was against them building a NASCAR track. (laughs) Uh, out in Yelm, there were some city boosters that were like, you know, we could bring NASCAR here, and it'd be a real, you know, bring a lot of money to the local economy. Ramtha sat on a rock, Ramtha and considered it was not about that at all. Um, Ramtha, although although Jay Z Knight herself is a Democrat and a and registered registered Democrat, donates to and and has given a lot of money to Democratic politicians, both nationally and locally. Ramtha is an anti-semite and a uh,
0: maybe Nazi sympathizer Wait I guess you could say well he's a product of this time but the whole idea of Ramtha is that he is the most enlightened speaker on the planet or else why are you paying the big bucks for a school of enlightenment and, and yet what he's saying he's saying white supremacist stuff Ramtha, uh, one of one of the things that
1: and you sort of like Scientology, you don't get to hear this stuff until you're pretty in uh pretty into the game, but Ramtha wants you to know that um that a group of people control all the banks and the media, and that group of people is known as the graymen great gray, like gray men the gray men gray men or the Graymen. Gray men, and the gray men. Uh, control the media and the banks and if you if it wasn't clear enough uh, (laughs) what what modern group corresponds who the graymen graymen are uh ramtha said explicitly that uh the graymen have uh, have accumulated enough money that they should have been able to buy their way out of the holocaust
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. That seems like the kind of thing Ramtha should just stay out of.
1: You know, and I don't know why Ramtha has anything to say about it. He also, Ramtha's got a lot to say about um, Mexican-Americans. And um, Ramtha's kind of an
0: The psychodynamics of this are interesting. Yeah, because— If if we don't, if we posit that perhaps Ramtha is just part of the unconscious mind of Judy Knight, then— She's either burying herself in the part, or she has a a deeply uh, conflicted part of herself that is not at peace with her liberal ideology. So this became an issue in Washington state politics
1: because um, because because Ramtha ran for the Senate. No, Jay Z Knight had given seventy thousand dollars to Washington State Democratic Party, and then Ramtha had all this stuff to say about Mexican immigration and how the Graymen should have uh, bought their way out of the apocalypse. And so the Washington state democratic party, uh, took her $70,000 donation and gave it to the anti-defamation league or, you know, Uh, spent the money, uh, took it away. Now, uh, interestingly, uh, Jay-Z Knight continues to give money, she gave money to the uh, to Barack Obama, and she continues to give money to the Washington State Democratic Party, and I'm not sure
0: that they continue to uh, mm-hmm. fail to accept her donations. Once it was in the news, they did it, but maybe now it's less urgent. But Ramtha
1: himself uh, came out as a Donald Trump supporter during the Trump years, and uh, and at one point said to an assembled group that when Donald Trump— First, you know, this is right after his election. When he first goes up in his uh, Air Force One, he's going to look out the window and see that his flight, his plane is being escorted by UFOs. I didn't mention the UFO connection. And We're, and it's. it. We'll, we'll take it as red. <laughs> take it as red. Uh, the UFOs are going to be, you know, giving him a, a kind of escort. And, nice. and looking out the window and seeing the craft, he will. This is uh, uh, rampta uh, Ramtha, uh, Trump will suddenly know everything. It will all be revealed as he looks out and says, oh, I have an escort of, I of mean, it, UFOs. It, it checks
0: out, right. because I do not know everything, and I have often looked out an airplane window and not seen mm-hmm. a flotilla of UFOs. Right. And and from Trump's behavior, you can tell that he
1: does know something the rest of us don't.
0: So do you think that happened? Did, did he see the UFOs? <laughs> Ramtha has not that's not provided to follow up. I think
1: I think right now uh Ramtha is is silent on the question of whether or not um the Democrats are, are eating babies in pizza parlors on
0: in uh in suburban Virginia. Ramtha waits till his, his party is in power to make these proclamations, I guess. So I mean
1: so today, if you and I got in the car, we could be in Yelm in an hour and a half. Should we do it? And uh, we could show up there. I think for for four bucks, we could we could take a intro to ramp the class. I don't think Jay Z Knight appears and gives. I don't think we could just waltz in and sit at her feet.
0: You get you get videos and and, uh, and
1: yeah. booklets. Yeah, I think she's on.
0: She's in a different part of the campus. But but, um, do, you, do, but do the teachings include um, Ramtha's um, suspect politics? Well, she claims what? when confronted
1: that all of that's taken out of context and that ramp the you know that there apparently is some context into which yeah, what, what the gray question men controlling
0: the media? what question leads to, and then President Trump will look out the Air Force One and see the UFOs and will achieve enlightenment. I mean, it's hard to imagine what what would how you would frame that differently, yeah, you have to wonder,
1: I mean, if you are going to have a, a relationship with your if you're going to have a relationship with your marionette, if you're the marionette, Um, why you wouldn't have them, if they're, if, if, if the person that you're channeling doesn't share your own opinions, why wouldn't they have more outlandish opinions and not more prosaic ones?
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess it's the same reason why all spirit guides tend to be prominent 30,000 year old warriors and none of them are just like peasants or died in childbirth or whatever a more common outcome would have been. The um, I mean, it's a, it's 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 a it's a mark in Ramtha's favor that um he's saying all these unpopular things because surely a charlatan would not if Ramtha were spurious you would not make up these outrageous conspiracy theories you would have Ramtha say flattering and plausible things.
1: Well, yeah, but she's not on the Mike Douglas Show anymore. She's in Yelm, Washington, where the political tone is probably somewhere. Uh, in between vax denialism and, I mean, not not to besmirch the great Yelm, Washington, but
0: but she's but she's still bringing in a crowd of out of towners, most of whom are if they're New Agey types, they're not expecting to hear probably um, MAGA slogans. Well, I mean, she's got to go
1: to she's got to go to Lowe's to get pulls, you know, like drawer pulls for the kitchen too. So she's encountering a lot more people in Yelm than she is on Broadway. It's, it's, um, it's hard to tell. I mean, she, uh, although I am keeping an open mind, I also did not in my research find very much in the teachings of Ramtha, uh, that I, that I felt like I needed to bring into my own life or understanding of quantum metaphysics. Uh, I, I, I do believe I'm God but uh, in a very different way.
0: Well, the problem is there's no shortage of people now to tell you you're God. You, right. d- you know, if there's only one option, and it's a 35,000-year-old warrior, then you got to go there. But, I mean... Sure, I
1: mean... I mean...
0: You could you could stick with Seth. You could go with Ramtha's brother. I mean, P. Diddy will tell me I'm God. And that concludes Ramtha, entry 1029.ac1616. Certificate number 27324 in the Omnibus. Now, futurelings, you cannot contact us on the uh, astral plane. We, um, For one thing, we never accumulated enough wisdom to pass it along to future millennia. Um, but you can find our our ghosts, as it were, still wrapping on tables on social media from the early 21st century. I'm at Ken Jennings. John is at John Roderick. You'll mostly see him on his Patreon of the same name. Um, omnibus Project, jointly everywhere. There were fellow uh, Omnibus listeners. Um, if, you, if you yearn for the parasocial, if you want to deepen the parasocial experience of podcast listening, if you want to branch out to a broader parabola of people, you can do that at the Futurelings groups on uh, Facebook and elsewhere. You can email us at theomnibusproject at gmail.com if you have uh, questions or complaints. I mean, we we read the questions we delete the complaints we do
1: not them. complain to us
0: is that the ramtha voice
1: no i am not ramtha i am ramtha's cousin
0: ramtha was like topple a, a, a second ago
1: ramtha's cousin my name is i'm ramtha's no good cousin <laughs>
0: <Quee-quag>. <laughs> is ramtha's cousin like a billy carter type who's who's just a, <laughs> yeah. a screw up i'm
1: ramtha's cousin and i i never joined the army uh, I, I never sat you. on no rock tell you what m Grayman. They're taking uh taking all my raspberry beer.
0: Maybe the 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 Roger Clinton type would actually be pro Grayman. You know, he's not right. I mean, Ranth is well apparently well educated and enlightened. But oh sure, his his near
1: well brother in law will be like, well, I think uh, Grayman are kind of great.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, all men are brothers, in yeah, my opinion. I mean, I love Hollywood. Uh, you know, it's interesting that uh, that uh, if you believe Ramtha, that the that the Jews are
0: that the Jewish culture is thirty five thousand years old too. That's oh. well, presumably, maybe this is uh, something that occurred to him when he reemerged in modern life. Oh, I see, and he's like, whoa, 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 what's happened here? We used to just have two kinds of people: Lemurians mm-hmm. and Lemurs, and now, <laughs> oh no, there were Atlanteans. Oh, there had to be Atlanteans <laughs> yeah, too. You got somebody to fight. Uh yeah or or I guess maybe the gray man is a is a a cross chronological concept that that now manifests itself in a, in a particular people but. well well what's interesting is that the UFOs are also present
1: in this story, also sometimes mistakenly called the gray men oh
0: so what are we even talking about now D- does Ramtha use the term grays to refer to aliens also or is that just that's just general UFO speak? I think that's general UFO speak. I don't think Ramtha coined "grays." I love the idea that um, maybe a UFO cult would be built around the idea that the aliens are all Jewish. <laughs>
1: I'm going to have to recuse myself from that theory bef- until I do more research. Okay.
0: Yeah, really. There's no- nothing we can say at this point that would be good to have on paper. <laughs> no. Uh, the uh, in addition to emails, you can send us physical objects to our. Uh, mailbox PO Box five five seven four four Shoreline Washington nine eight one five five I'm looking at a variety of postcards here. Kathy sent us a Donner Party related monument. Oh, that's sweet. presumably yeah. from a visit to the to the Sierras. I'm glad
1: that the Donner Party has become another uh, fan touchstone with us.
0: <laughs> what an honor to be associated with something <laughs> as successful and beloved as the Donner Party. Uh, Look is, at this Donner party card. I'm going to send it to Ken and John. This isn't signed, so I can't tell who sent this to us. But the two different postcards sent to us from Battle Creek, Michigan, the headquarters of the Kellogg Company. The one to me, I read first, and it says I wrote the message on the card I sent to John. So hi, I guess. So well, okay. So see if the other card uh, found these at the Battle Creek History Museum. They quit doing tours in the 90s. If you show up for a tour now, you will be escorted off the Kellogg's premises by security. Bummer. So that's a warning both to present and future listeners. Do not attempt to to tour the Cornflakes factory. Well, what's crazy is that they used to offer tours. Like what happened? Yeah, Tony the Tiger like devoured several uh
1: Californian tourists? Yeah, or did uh, did some tourists come in and start throwing feces around and
0: and they had to shut it down? It was me wearing my Chex Mix t-shirt. And they were like, nope. <laughs> and then we got this note from Jake and Maggie, who have been listening to the to Omnibus while they're um, driving the Ring Road of Iceland. They saw an úsik at the. Uh, did you know Reykjavik has a? Um, Húsavík Museum? It has a penis-themed museum? Oh, are you aware? No, I didn't know that. Eaten, Have you been there? I've eaten at the beloved <laughs> at the, hot dog cart nearby. Oh, say,
1: I, I ate there. But <laughs> hmm. <laughs> so you ate at the hot dog cart yeah, there. I, I
0: think it's not a coincidence okay. that the famous hot dog cart in town is not far from the uh, phallological museum. Phallological. Uh, this is a postcard from Húsavík which I believe is the Icelandic town in the um, in that Will Ferrell Eurovision movie. Thank you for uh, sending us a note from uh, from Iceland, Jake and Maggie. You also received a birthday card from Don. I don't know if you ever you, Don's oh. uh, in the mode of a beloved grandparent is sending you twenty um, dollars, a little cash on your birthday. It's wow. so a happy birthday from President Jackson. Hey, thank you, but Don. also I, I wanted to open this on the show because it comes with a very omnibus gift: an old Rand McNally disto map. Have you ever seen one of these? I have a vague recollection of them. Explain how it works. There's, I don't know if I can explain this on the air, but there's a a brad holding a rotating circle in between two cardboard maps. Right. So as you rotate the circle, you, you pick the city of your destination at the top. Let's say I want to go to El Paso. And now all the different holes on the map will line up to show me the mileage from El Paso to all these cities. Oh, how cool. So from Santa Fe, 320 miles. Let's say I want to go from Santa Fe to... Corpus Christi. Oh, now it's eight hundred and sixty miles because Texas is big. Oh, this is a, Texas. Always seems so big, uh, but
1: uh, let's say I want you to know travel in the largest state of the union again. from
0: Tacoma to Butte. All right. Can I get from Tacoma to Roswell? Oh, I can. Okay, from Tacoma to Roswell, that's one thousand seven hundred and eleven miles traveled by by Ramtha. This is really a tool that you would use on your Route sixty six road trip. It's exactly what you would. You, although Road Atlas has also had the little chart where you could always...
1: Yeah, but it says right here, Ken, a new concept in travel planning.
0: Do you know what uh, what typeface that is? I love that typeface. No, I don't. But it's straight off of a, a PBS um, brought to you by the Ford Foundation right. graphic from Ooh, 1978. Ooh. Uh, this is for people who don't like those little charts, mileage charts in Road Atlas and want a new method. I like how the back also shows you different signs. Have you seen that? Like a like a if a sign that is red and says "Do not enter," what does that mean? Do not enter. Interesting. If it if it's a triangle that says "yield," what do you do then? Yield. That is very helpful. You don't want to go on a road trip without knowledge like that. If there's
1: a truck and it's got
0: the international symbol for no through it, that means, means lots of trucks. Means no trucks. Interesting. See, you need a new kind of disto map. Oh, this one up here that says you. "no passing zone." Yeah, what's that mean? <laughs> No passing. The interesting on. thing is that it labels all these as, am I right, new U.S. road markers? New
1: U.S. road markers. So this must have been, there must have been a transition that happened in the uh, late 60s, there, early 70s. Is there a date
0: there? When is that published? Um, I'm going to go mid-70s on that book. Am I, I think.
1: I think with the typeface as it is, it would be hard for this not to be early to mid-70s. But I don't see a date. We, well, you know, we should do a, oh, wait,
0: what's this back here? We should do uh, some research on... I wonder what no left turn signs looked like, because apparently it was not a uh, red slash through an arrow turning left. From Birmingham to Albuquerque. Interesting.
1: Tw- only 1,262 miles. Let's
0: do another hour of this show where I try to guess distances, <laughs> and we see you you, you, know, you rotate the little thing. You,
1: you say that, and our audience is kind of laughing, but also that there's nothing that would make... There's a chunk. Either of us any happier than playing that game.
0: And there's a chunk of the audience that would be like, are they really going to do that?
1: <laughs> we should do a special episode where you and I just each have an atlas and we try and stump the other one. How many rivers are there in Oklahoma?
0: Oh, what a great show that would be. <laughs> um, did I say all the things? Oh, no, the Patreon. Um, you can, of course, support the show by sending us bizarre Ram McNally atlases in the 70s.
1: And this may be one of the perks.
0: Or, or oh, you can go to patreon.com slash omnibusproject. And uh, you know, much you know. John and I need a French chateau in Yelm. Yeah, this this um, you know. Yes, Queen. Put, putting putting long meandering conversations on gold records and, and burying them in the earth uh, is not a revenue neutral proposition. Uh, so we appreciate your support and generosity. There are amazing perks available, um, including a monthly addenda show, and uh, it just gets better from there. So if you have considered supporting the omnibus before.
1: Yeah, uh, we're about to record our monthly Addenda show right after we finish this episode. The
0: interesting thing is it's the pre we're about to record the previous we're about to record the addenda show you heard 3 weeks ago. Right. Uh, if you're a donor. So, enjoy that little bit of, of
1: time <laughs> uh-huh. travel. So, if you're not a donor,
0: join the as a patron travel? and then Travel back in time three weeks and hear what we're about to say next. It'll probably be a lot about road mileages.
1: Road mileage. I have a I have a fresh twenty dollar bill here. Boy, lots to talk about. Burning a hole in your pocket. Futurelings, from our vantage point in your distant past, which is to say, we are the voice from thirty thousand years ago, talking to you about the Lemurians that we face
0: every day the
1: atlanteans we fight
0: we got to get across the ditch in our lives yeah whatever happened to the ditch did she ever figure out what it was i think she's still getting across the ditch we're all just trying to get across that
1: ditch you, you know, know the futurelings may have some equivalent to a paper pyramid that they put on their heads and all of a sudden the voices of ken and john
0: appeared and um and a flotilla of ufos appeared to to, to guide bear way. them across the ditch into the future
1: Well, we hope and pray that whatever catastrophe uh, it is that we fear does not come to pass, at least in our lifetimes or our children's lifetimes. Although, as we've said before, our great-grandchildren are on their own. What if our continent
0: sinks and people are like, How did these Nike tennis shoes get from (laughs) China all the way over to to Paris, France? There must have been a continent (laughs) in the middle, which we will call sneak area. (laughs) Uh, if the worst comes soon, which is,
1: uh, I think, most recently the eruption uh, on La Palma of the uh, the giant volcano oh, yeah. that's going to trigger the mega tsunami, the, the the now discredited mega tsunami that's going to wipe the east coast. Even if
0: it's discredited, I'm pretty happy to be on the west coast for a change.
1: You, you, you are you looking at the at the Canary Islands yeah, with I trepidation? D- I
0: just want to be on the coast furthest from the Canary <laughs> Islands, just
1: in case. <laughs> Uh, This recording, like all our recordings, may have been our final word. But if providence allows, we hope to be back with you soon for another entry in the Omnibus.